Welcome to the Process Pod. This is where we dig deep, get curious, and find growth. In other words, this is where we process. Hey everybody, welcome and welcome back to the Process Pod. I'm just warning y'all now, we don't know where this episode is going to go. Okay, this is a, a bit of a wild card in the sense that I didn't do as much planning as I sometimes do, but that was intentional because I have been putting off recording this specific episode for some time now. Today's topic is burnout and self-care, functional burnout and restorative self-care to be even more specific. Um, And I think the reason that I've been procrastinating a bit and putting it off is because that's exactly what I have been dealing with (laughs) these last few months. Uh, I've been, listen, if you've been paying a little bit of attention then you know, like I I low-key have been going through it anyway, but these last couple of months just really like took me to a whole other level. I have been a level of burnt out that I've never experienced before and prayerfully will never experience again. Although realistically speaking, life will unfortunately just continue to keep lifing. So who knows? Uh, I think the reason that I was so burnt out um, was for a few things. One of them is that this has been like a really busy time for me personally. I've done like so much travel this year, uh, going to visit people, going to lots of weddings and just a lot of stuff, a lot of, uh, I don't know, social obligations. Those are fun and I'm happy to do it and I love the people in my life. Uh, but none of those trips were vacation, which means that they were busy. <laughs> okay, we were ripping and running, doing stuff the whole time. Uh, traveling itself takes energy uh, and it can be pretty tiring. And then I really didn't have the ability to take too much time off like before or after the travel. Now, one thing I have learned being in my 30s is, baby, I'm going to need a buffer day. Okay, if I'm going out of town, especially if I'm hopping a flight somewhere and don't let it be somewhere that's in a different time zone, I'm going to need at least one, at least one full day to recover before I get back to work. And I just hadn't been able to do that for for various reasons. So that was contributing as well. And then on top of that, I've learned that I've got to, I've got to, I've got a threshold every, I don't know, six to eight weeks or so I need to take a bit of a break. I need a few days to like do nothing because I start to feel burnt out. So I passed that threshold months ago. (laughs) I passed, I passed that threshold in, in August at least, uh, and was not able to take a break until mid October. So by the time I got to mid October, I was done. I was through. And the thing that made it really difficult is the way that burnout shows up for me. It really affects my mental health and my emotional state. And I I deal with anxiety on a regular basis, but then I'm feeling more depressed and just, it was hard to do much of anything. Everything just felt like such a big lift. That's the best way I can describe it. And I mean, everything felt like a huge lift Uh, and I just was already feeling alone but then was further isolating because I didn't have the energy outside of my work didn't have the energy to interact with anyone oh my god socialize what talk to people excuse me 
attend an event or something? Please, no. Like, do I have to? That's where I was with it. Like, barely making it through, counting down, literally counting down the days until I could take a break. Um, and so in that time, because it was so difficult for me, my self-care had to look different. Trying to take care of myself in the midst of burnout is very different than taking care of myself when I'm doing well and when I'm at my best. Whenever I talk about self-care, I always talk about the fact that it needs to be flexible and adaptable. Um, and this was, I mean, an, an example of that. And one of the main things, honestly, that I think was beneficial for me was lowering my expectations of myself. I was working on a bare minimum operation, meaning from day to day, I had to ask myself, what do I absolutely have to get done today? Have to go to work, have, have to go to work, have to have something to eat, right? Like, mm, I don't know, there wasn't really much else outside of that. <laughs> uh, have to bathe most days, if I'm honest, most days. But that's that had to become the extent of my to-do list. Because if I was also expecting myself to uh, like get to the gym three times a week and to um, you know cook three or four different meals uh, and to also clean my house, if I was expecting myself to do anything else besides that, and you know I have a lot of projects that I'm wanting to work on, like this is one of them, right? Recording this podcast, and at the time I was doing during that time I was doing a whole thing on social media. I was doing self-compassion September and I was super excited about it. Um, even though I was already, you know, burnt out, but I committed to it. And, um, maybe like two weeks in, I hit, that's when I really hit, hit the, the wall of, of exhaustion. Like I was below, like forget being on E. Right. So then that became one of my, um, essential things that I had to do was I still had to post my self-compassion September tip of the day. And I was so proud of myself for doing that. I was so proud of myself for, for still doing that. I wasn't posting nothing else. Be very clear. I was posting nothing else, but I was still posting those. But that took so much energy. It took so much energy for me to, to post my self-compassion September post daily. It took so much out of me. I, I literally couldn't do anything else. And so adjusting that expectation of myself was crucial for my self-care during that time. Because if I was expecting myself to do more than I was capable of, uh, then I would just be disappointed in myself for not meeting that expectation. So I had to get to the root of it and let's adjust the expectation altogether. If I know, I, I, I like to think I know myself pretty well based on my energy levels, based on where my mental health was, based on where my emotional health was, I could not do much of anything. I'm I'm not exaggerating. Couldn't do much of anything, right? Um, so for me to add anything else beyond my absolute essential tasks, I think would be a setup and that would be a form of self-sabotage because I know that I'm not gonna be able to do it. So if I said to myself, we're also gonna go to the gym three times a week. All right, boom, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to do that, right? Like. This is all in hindsight, right? I know that in hindsight. And, I, and I, I can speak from this place because I have, in the past, continued to have those expectations of myself. Not even that far in the past. I want to say that this this span of, of burnout lasted a few months. So let's say August 
to October. What's that? Two to three months, right? And August is, I think, when I really realized, uh, like, I'm not doing great. Which tells me that it probably was starting before then. So over the, the, the span of a few months. At the beginning of that, I was still trying to hold on to um, my my routines and tasks and activities and things that I uh, am typically capable of doing. I was trying to hold on to those things still and was still trying to find the space and find the energy to do them. And when I couldn't find the energy or couldn't find the space, then I felt really bad about myself for not being able to find the space or find the energy to do it. So now not only am I not doing the things that I typically can do, but now I feel bad about myself and now I feel guilty and now I feel ashamed and now I feel like a failure because I can't even take care of myself or I can't even do X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank. And once I realized that that was actually contributing to my depression, I was like, oh, we got to cut that out. Cut that out right now. That expectation has got to go. And yeah, it would be nice to still be at my highest level of productivity, but I have to be at my best to be at my highest level of productivity. And I was nowhere near my best. I was, in fact, at my worst, <laughs> actually. <laughs> so if I'm nowhere near my best, then how can I still have an expectation to reach a level of productivity that I can reach when I'm at my best? That's a setup. That's not fair to myself. That's not fair to myself. So something that I'm learning is to really try to set myself up for success in whatever season I'm in regardless of, of, of how I'm doing. So my best had to look different. So the conversation with myself became, what does my best look like? How can I do my best when I'm at my worst? Because that's, it's gonna look, it's gonna look different. And I think that typically the thought is, if I'm not at my best, then I cannot do my best. But now I think about that differently. Now I can do my best at my worst. It's just going to look different than it, than when I do my best at my best. Is that making sense? Because it makes a whole lot of sense to me. I hope it makes sense to y'all. My best efforts on my worst day look very different than my best efforts on my best day. Because on my best day, I'm full of energy. I'm well rested. I'm in a good mood. I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling productive. I'm feeling motivated. I'm feeling focused on my best day. So of course, I'm going to be real productive. I'm going to get a bunch of things done. On my worst day, I'm feeling tired, unmotivated, unfocused. Uh, I am feeling anxious. Uh, I am feeling hopeless. I'm full of self-doubt on my worst days. So my best effort is going to look very different on my worst days than it's going to look on my best days. But that it's still my best effort. And so I had to find a way to be okay with that and feel good about whatever I'm able to do in this current state. So embracing and accepting the fact that doing my best looks a whole lot different when I'm at my worst was a major key for me. I had to get rid of that expectation because it was only making me more depressed and less motivated. And it was only digging an even deeper hole. And I was already in the deepest hole. Like, y'all, I, I, I promise, like, I really feel <laughs> like it was a, a, a new rock bottom for me. I've, I've never felt that way in my life. Um, and I, I, I think generally speaking, the last two years have been the most, have easily been the most challenging of my life. But even in that, the last few months have been uh, the most challenging with the most challenging season within a challenging season, you know? So uh, 
And I know all of that is relative, right? Like what I have experienced maybe to somebody else isn't, isn't as bad because struggle is relative. But for me, it was bad. Like your girl was down bad. I was not well, not well at all. But I did not have the luxury of being able to just like, I wanted to just opt out of life for a couple of weeks. Not in a, a dangerous way, but I wanted to be able to go into hibernation and just do nothing for a while. Now, when I was able to take some time off in October, that's exactly what I did. Oh, that's exactly what I did. I took a week off of work and I got myself a little, uh, a, a little, a little rental, like a little house out in the desert. And I did much of nothing and it was perfect. It was the, per it was the perfect thing. It was the perfect thing. Y'all, this is how stressed I was. When I booked that house, when I hit the like, the confirm or submit payment button, when I hit that and when I got the confirmation, I cried, I weeped, real tears. And this was weeks before I was getting ready to go on that trip because I just knew I needed it so much. I needed it so much. So that's what I mean when I say I wanted to be able to just like opt out of life for a couple of weeks. Uh, but I, I couldn't I couldn't do that for so long. I couldn't do that because of how my schedule was and because I had a lot of other obligations outside of work. Like it was just a really busy season at the same time. Ugh, it was rough. So I took that week off and uh, it was exactly, it was exactly what I needed. I, I slept, I napped, I watched TV, I binged some shows, I cooked. I ate, I sat outside, I watched the sunrise, I listened to music, I danced around the house, I prayed, I reflected, I did some journaling. It was the most restorative trip that I've ever been on and I went all by myself. That was the only way that I was willing to. I, nobody was invited and if they wanted to come, it, it actually wasn't an option. It was a, yeah, we can plan a trip together at a later date. You're actually not welcome here on this one. <laughs> not at all not at all and luckily like nobody really asked so i didn't have to shut it down like that um but i knew exactly what i needed and i'm so grateful for that i'm grateful that i knew what i needed but it was hard because i couldn't have what i needed for what felt like forever it felt like it felt like forever until i was able to take that break and so trying to make it just to that week was excruciating and the closer I got the harder everything else got the harder everything else got the closer that I got to to that date so trying to take care of myself even up till that point was 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 pretty hard like I I'm honestly reflecting thinking back now like I don't I didn't, I didn't do too too much I did I did a good amount of journaling and reflecting and just really like sitting in sitting in, in in the feeling um and I, I don't I don't know I'm not sure I'm not sure how much of that is healthy and how and, and when it kind of turns into like wallowing and I'm still on the fence about that one because it's absolutely necessary and important to like acknowledge what you're feeling and sometimes there's nothing you can do about it at the moment um, and so you do kind of just have to like sit in it and let it let it come in and let it pass but because it wasn't passing for so long uh, at a certain point I don't know how, how effective that was to just like you know sit and think about how depressed I was every day and I, and I wasn't I don't think that's what I was doing or at least I don't hope so uh, 
but it was important for me to acknowledge the things that I did well for myself. Um, like, uh, I think, uh, like when I would, would come into my office, um, I was, I was dressing really well. <laughs> I was dressing well and I was, I was putting on makeup, trying to do the small things to like give me little pick-me-ups throughout the day. I feel good when I look good. So even though I was feeling horrible, I was feeling like hot garbage. Um, if I looked good, then at least I would feel a little bit less or maybe not like hot, like piping hot garbage, maybe just like room temperature garbage. And listen, that that's, that's a win. A win is a win. Okay. And I'll take what I can get. So that was one of the things that, that was helpful for me too, was, you know, making sure that when I did leave the house that I looked good because I'm, that's automatically going to give me a little bit of a mood booster. It's not going to do a ton, but it's not going to do nothing either. So trying to get those little things where I could, showing myself so much grace, showing myself a lot of grace. Uh, like I said earlier, getting rid of the expectations, that was how I showed myself grace. And then acknowledging everything that I did, right? So you went to bed on time, good job, right? Like you uh, you're, you, didn't fall behind in, in, in work today. Like you were on top of, of things, so, so good job. Or even saying, um, you know what? Uh, we ha we wanted to do these things, these like administrative tasks, and I have you know like uh, notes and things that I have to write documentation. Um, but saying okay, maybe I'll I'll save it for 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 Friday, like for my catch up day, and catch up. Then when I get to Friday, if I actually caught up on those things, then that's great, and I'm really proud of myself for that. Even though those are really bare minimum tasks on a daily, and typically I like. I, I don't like saving them all until Friday. So again, when I'm at my best and at my healthiest, it wouldn't look like that. But at my worst, that was what worked for me. And it had to be okay. It, it worked for me there. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just reflecting on, you know, what else, what, what are, I'm thinking back to what those weeks and months felt like for me, even though it wasn't that long ago. And I, I'm still in a, I'm still in a, in a space. <laughs> Let me be clear. I don't know that I'm back to my best yet. No, let me not say that. Let me not lie. I know that I'm not back to my best yet, um, but I am not where I was. Praise God. I felt so much better after after I came back um, from that trip. I took a week off and I only spent a few days of that um, at, at my rental in the desert, right? I went to Joshua Tree. It was beautiful. I only spent a few days there. I didn't spend the whole week, but I spent a few days there and then I came back home and spent the rest of the time like getting my getting my space together cleaning up like doing some laundry right doing some of those things that i just couldn't do before just couldn't do them so i was resetting my life essentially and after that i felt so much better which i think is saying a lot because not a lot of my circumstances changed right like um I don't know. I've, I've, I've had some like stressful circumstances lately that have also contributed to the burnout in addition to, uh, you know, my typical, you know, passing the threshold that I mentioned earlier and the travel and just being a busy season. There's some stressful circumstances and things that I'm like trying to navigate right now. And those things didn't change and those things didn't go anywhere, but I had the strength to deal with them or I was able to, uh, you know, kind of increase my, my, my tolerance for, for the stress because it wasn't going anywhere. None of my responsibilities changed. I wasn't really able to take anything off of my plate. 
So the plate is still full. Let me be very clear. The plate is still full. It may even be more full. Um, but taking that break, taking that respite gave me the mental energy and, and clarity uh, and emotional reset that I needed to be able to continue dealing with the high levels of stress. And for me, I think part of what has contributed to the stress in more ways than one is um, my, I will call it my independence. (laughs) Um, I work alone, I live alone, I'm unattached. So I'm calling this my season of of isolation. But when my plate is heavy, that independence and isolation just hits real, real, real different. And sometimes that, sometimes that makes things a little bit more emotional for me. And sometimes it just makes me more tired. And so that adds a whole other element. So when I say like my circumstances haven't changed, my circumstances have not changed. But I think that's even more reason that, that that's one of the reasons that it was so important for me to take that time for myself. And that's why it's so important for me to try to stay on top of my self-care on a regular basis. And it's not that I wasn't taking care of myself before I hit that point of burnout. It's that there's there's different types of self-care. There is your daily self-care routine, right? Like your morning routine, your evening routine, like your habits, your healthy habits that you need to do on a regular basis, you know, to be, to be well. And I was doing those things, which I think got me to the point that it did. I don't think you can avoid burnout forever. You, you can't. It's important to take a respite. It's important to have a rest and to take a break. That's important for everybody, but it's about how long can you go in between? And I had surpassed that. I, it was time for, it was just time for another break. Now imagine if I wasn't taking care of myself at all before that point, then I think that the burnout would have happened way sooner. So taking that break, that that restorative self-care, taking that time just to pour into myself and just to rest was hugely important. I knew it was what I needed because I felt like I was being stretched in so many different directions. I still feel like I'm being stretched in a lot of different directions right now, but that's okay. And I'm accepting that as a part of my reality right now. But at that time where, where I was so burnt out and feeling just so stretched, I needed time to not have any responsibility. Wish I could have had more time to not have any responsibility. But that was what the restoration looked like for me. It just looked like rest. Just rest. And even when I did take my little vacay, my little staycation, I didn't plan no activities. I I didn't go nowhere where there was going to be any excursions or things that I wanted to do. Not at all. Not at all. This was a passive trip. And that was what I knew that I needed so that I could get back to my life, which feels really active these days. And because I know that I'm still in a, a bit of a challenging season, I think it's, it's, it's ongoing. My, my self-care and my routines still need to be flexible and still need to be adaptable. Um, and I am just constantly learning about different areas in my life that maybe could use a little bit 
of fine tuning, if you will. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of personal growth happening right now, which is a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But that usually only happens when you struggle through things or um, when things are pretty intense. (laughs) So that's what life has been feeling like for me lately. I don't see it as a bad thing. I see it as a necessary thing, you know, for me to get to where I'm going and to grow into the into the person that I'm that I'm supposed to be. But man, it is hard and it gets a real hard sometimes. And sometimes you need a break. Sometimes you need a break. And since I can't share any of my responsibility with anyone, then sometimes I just need to put I need to be able to put it down just for just for a second. Well, longer than a second, but I just need to be able to put it down sometimes. And I need to be able to rest and give myself enough of a peck talk to willfully pick it back up and, and keep going. It's it's a blessing and a curse, you know, being like independent and ambitious and goal oriented and all of that kind of stuff, you know, like it's great. It's great. I'm really proud of myself. I am very proud of myself. I'm, I am extremely proud of myself. And um, I am always finding ways to try to stay motivated because that's hard. And um, even though I'm really proud of myself, I'm still actively working towards a lot of things. Well, maybe not a lot of things, but working towards significant things. And that's going to take more of my time and energy and uh mental capacity and space it's just in a weird way life is taking up a lot of space right now (laughs) i don't know if that if that makes sense but it's just taking up a a lot of space right now and and um i don't know if it's a matter of not having as much time as i would like to have for myself i don't think that that's the case i don't think that that's the case but uh i think that sometimes, sometimes I'm too tired to take care of myself. And sometimes it would be nice if somebody else would do that. (laughs) But uh, that's not an option right now. So I have to, I have to take care of myself so I can take care of myself. And since it's not an option for me to just check out a life and hibernate for a couple of weeks, I have to do whatever it takes to be able to still function because these bills have to get paid. It's it's really wild because they want them every single month, like every single month. And I just feel like that's excessive and that just, that just feels greedy to me because every single month, can you give us a break? I don't, it, it, it feels like disrespect. I, I feel personally targeted and, and personally disrespected. But anyway, the bills have to get paid. I need to eat. Like things have to get, things have to get done, right? So I can't just opt out. I can't just hibernate, right? And I don't really have, I don't really have the kind of job where I can take it easy for a couple of days or for a couple of weeks. Like I don't, I, I, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't really like, you know, slack off if I need to, right? Like I've had jobs in the past where maybe uh, I could reprioritize my tasks or uh, I could like, you know, lock myself away over here and like, you know, chill out for a minute or 
Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? But I can't I can't really do that. You know, it's really hard to have a bad day as a therapist and as a as a wellness professional. It is it is difficult to have a bad day. So that just made my my job and my work a whole lot harder. And that was heartbreaking for me because I love my work. I love my job. And so when it when it gets to that point where I am like dreading going to work, I know that something has to give. Like something absolutely had to give. So taking that that time off was was definitely a sacrifice, but it was one that was so necessary and i don't know if if restorative self-care always looks like taking time off maybe i think for me it does actually no for me it does but that's up to each person to figure out what do you need in order to uh to feel the restorative properties or what do you need in order to get back to your best or even if it's not back to your best like me i'm not back to my best but what do you need to get back what's the word I'm looking for what do you need to break even right like I was in a in a deficit for sure like a mental and emotional and energetic deficit so what do you need in order to break even and to at least get get back to to your zero and hopefully ideally it would be more than just breaking even it would be what do you need to get back to your best? But if you're not able to get all the way back to your best, what do you need to get out of where you are now? That's that's what I mean by restorative self-care. That's different from the daily habits and tasks or the weekly habits and tasks that we do to stay on track and to stay healthy. But when you are when you get to a place of burnout, when you get to that place of, of deficit, what do you need to break even? And that's going to look different for everybody. For some people, it might be, I need time with family or I need time with loved ones. For me, I, I, I simply couldn't. And I felt, I felt really guilty about that because I'm very close with my family and I, I wasn't around as much I wasn't talking to them as much and they knew that I was stressed for sure maybe not to the extent but they knew that I was stressed uh, but for some people the the restorative things might be spending time with loved ones or it might be um doing something uh active or taking a trip or uh doing something creative a project or I don't know I think that's up to each individual to answer but whatever feels restful to you that's the most important part restorative self-care must be restful it has to be a respite meaning time away from your primary obligations and responsibilities as much as you can because I know that everybody has different responsibilities I don't have children I'm not really uh, obligated to other people people in my personal life so it, it maybe is a little bit easier for me than it is for for others so with within your means what does that rest look like what does that that rest look like if you do have kids can we plan ahead so that you can have some time on your own right um but i also i i also think it's important to to remember that everybody gets to a point where they need that restorative self-care every single person, right? 
And um, I talk a lot about about self-compassion and part of that is just, you know, common humanity and really recognizing that the burnout is very common and pretty normal. And I think that there are things you can do to slow down and try to avoid it as much as possible. But you have to rest. We simply have to rest. We are not robots and should not be expected to operate as such. So what's the expectation of yourself and how is that contributing? How is that contributing to, to the burnout? Um, so just like the self-care, the restorative self-care looks different for everybody, burnout looks different for everyone too. And I had someone ask me recently, like, how did you know that you were burnt out? And, and for me, a part of that was um, the way that I was able to show up with my clients at work. Um, and for you, it might look, it might look different. Like I, I become more irritable and less patient and more tired. So it's important to be, be uh, insightful enough or self-aware enough to um, be able to tell when things start to feel different, when things start to feel off and um, not just pushing those feelings away or pushing them to the side. So many people have a habit of suppressing uncomfortable things um, and we try to avoid those things for for so long um, but you know when you're you're getting to that point where you need a break like you know when you're tired you know you know you know when it's getting to be much but what does that feel like for you what does it look like for you because it's gonna look different for you than it does for me but it's important for each person to do a, a, a bit of self-assessment to figure out, okay, what is my uh, baseline level of activity or behavior or, uh, you know, mental state or emotional, like what's, what's, what's my baseline and um, how can I tell when I'm, when I'm dropping below that, when I'm dropping below that baseline, when is it a point of concern? Because that, I mean, that goes up and down all the time, you know, like uh, our mood changes, our mood and our emotions fluctuate on a daily, hourly basis. But at what point does that drop become concerning for you? And how do you know? Like, what does that feel like? How do you know that it's it's time for a break? Or how do you know uh, that it's burnout instead of just your day-to-day -day frustrations? So if you are experiencing uh, a an, an emotional, well, really any type of uh, like decrease, right? Like my mood is 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 going down, uh, or my um, mental and emotional capacity just seems like less. Like it's hard for me to grasp things. I'm having a hard time focusing. If you are seeing a change in yourself and it's extended, meaning it's more than just like one day. But if it's like, okay, it's been several days now, like, or this week, right? Everything starts, is feeling much more difficult. Everything's feeling like a heavier lift. Those are signs of, of burnout. There's a lot of really good content out there these days about, about burnout um, and uh, what it might look like. So do your due diligence, right? But the point that I'm making is it's important to know yourself enough to be able to tap in and tune in to your internal workings because that's going to be a major clue to how you're doing and whether or not you are feeling burnt out. Your body will also tell you. 
Because if you're all, all of a sudden way more tired or um, maybe you're having some gastrointestinal issues or you're getting more headaches and migraines or there are a lot of physical manifestations of stress as well. And so during burnout, those things are, are going to definitely be present, like present and accounted for. Okay. So you're paying attention to your body and you're paying attention to your, your internal working and your internal processing. It's also important to, to be aware about what some of your unhealthy behaviors are and look out for those because they're going to show up. For me, one of them is, is isolation. Like I really kind of shut down uh, from the world and don't really talk to many people. I, I, had to, I had to force myself to call my sister and tell her. I think I said, I told her like, listen, you're my... Um, emotional support person and I feel like somebody should know that I'm not doing well so I'm not <laughs> that was it I was like, and that was like some days into the the thick of it um but beyond that I, I maybe on a semi-regular basis spoke to two people and that was it and even that wasn't wasn't very often and I've got my own stuff around um, isolation and, and reaching out and uh, utilizing my support system. Like, I, I, I'm working through it, okay? I got my own stuff about it. But because of that, that was a an unhealthy behavior that definitely was showing up for me in the middle of my burnout, among others. But... I could recognize the different behaviors as they were showing up. And um, I don't know, maybe I, I guess I'm, I'm still figuring out, you know, like the best way for me to deal with burnout because honestly, when I'm in that mode, I'm, I'm pretty accepting of whatever uh, behaviors I'm, I'm, I'm engaging in. Like, and sometimes to my detriment, I'm like, ah, oh, well, that's how you're feeling about it today. So that's, that's what it is, right? Like, uh, ah, you ordered out again even though there's food in the fridge but you know what that's what you needed today that's what that that's what your that's what your body was needing and so <laughs> you're showing up for yourself knowing good and well knowing good and well that that ain't it so i don't know i'm still i i don't have it all figured out but i think that this conversation about functional burnout and restorative self-care is really important because how many of us are just walking zombies and just walking around about to lose it like we are walking around literally about to lose it and maybe we do lose it and that's why i think it's important to talk about this kind of stuff because there's no shame around it and it is pretty inevitable in my opinion but also because um i can't afford to lose it on the cashier at Target. I, I just I just can't afford that. Let me not say Target because I use self-checkout. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Can't afford to lose it. So what can we do instead? So one of the things is making sure that you try your best to uh, recognize burnout when, when it's here. Recognize that it's here and then adjust your expectations of yourself accordingly. Do what you need to do and make as many things as possible optional. That was what worked for me at least. And then find some time schedule, like plan it ahead, plan time, find the time, make the time for rest as much time as you can. If that is 
if, if that just means that um, you take your evenings for a week, right? Like maybe if you're if you're somebody who, who stays pretty busy and, and active throughout the week, if that just means like for this week, I'm not, I'm, I'm being much less active uh, and I'm just gonna rest in the evenings or take a nothing weekend, meaning take a weekend where you don't have too much to do. Maybe see if you can shuffle some of those few things around or look a few weeks ahead and pick a weekend where you don't have anything planned already and block it off. Block it off. And when people ask, you let them know you're not available that weekend because you're not. And understand that this is productive in a different way. A lot of us have hard time with rest because it feels like it's not productive. It's difficult for us to do nothing because it's, it feels like it's not productive. And we have this productivity pressure that we need to always be producing and creating and doing something tangible to feel productive. But this is the most important part of, of your productivity. You got to be well. You got to be okay. We want to all be at our best, but we can't be at our best all the time. It doesn't mean that you cannot do your best. So set yourself up for success. Allow yourself the grace and the space to do your best, even if you're at your worst. And that's it. Like I said, I'm still figuring it out and working through some things. But uh, it was important for me to have this conversation with y'all because that's what's been happening with me. I definitely fell off of the face of the earth. I fell off of social media immediately. Um, and so now I'm in the process of trying to like revamp some things. But that's, that's hard for me too because again, anxiety and procrastination. Um, but that's what's been going on with me. Um, I know that I'm not the only one who deals with these things. So if you have any other tips on uh, restorative self-care or uh, any stories about working through burnout, I would be happy to hear uh, because I could also, I could always use more tips, but um, I'm trying my best to take care of myself. That looks different every day sometimes, but um, still showing up and still doing it because I I deserve my best. <laughs> Even when I'm at my worst and, and you, you deserve the same. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take some time to do something for yourself this week and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Process Pod. If you want to keep the conversation going, submit questions or episode ideas, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore process pod. Take care of yourself and I'll talk to you soon.